What I'm going to talk about now to explain now is the third part really of what began Lag Weimar or last night. I'm finishing now explaining a little bit more about Einek. What's the Yisod of the Avelis of this time of the year, Avelis of Tishabov, Avelis of, of any one of us that's mourning, crying, and hurting, <coughs> where it all comes from. Like the more that says how Rabbi Kimliel, which I've spoken about so many times over the years, how Rabbi Kimliel would hear a woman crying over the loss of her son. Emil couldn't bear that he himself would cry alone in the night, and there was this howling in the night in July. And she's crying over the son that's died, and Emil's crying over the because everything comes from him. All of the emptiness, all of the suffering, all of the sadness goes back to the It's so hard for us to relate to the Indian of this so we never saw it. One learns the one learns the sugyas properly, the shakur, the inyan of kodshim and taharis. The Rambam holds the space of the Chira, and so on. Maybe a little bit of a palm. We tried to go to museums. We tried to look at uh, books with drawings and with pictures and our imagination. It's very, very hard. But to understand that the beginning of all the Avelis is a Tzeruch and the Yiddish heart. It's a broken Jewish heart. That's all the Avelis began. The heart of the Jewish people was broken. Mishnah Shagavad of Aaron explains, of Aaron Cutler explains that really the Minhagim of Avelis, the Nihugim of Avelis during this time of the year evolved from the simple reality of the reaction, the response of Jews, of Am Yisrael, to the suffering that they simply couldn't, they couldn't eat, they couldn't drink, like the beautiful lady says we'll see later on. They couldn't find themselves to be besimcha anymore. And from the feelings, those spontaneous, natural feelings of Am Yisrael, they revolved on August of Avelis and so on until they became codified in Halacha, in the Messiah of Am Yisrael. So what's remarkable is that the Isser of Basaviyayim of meat and wine. On Tishabah is Asom Kemisha Mesa Mutalafan. Asom Kemisha Mesa Mutalafan, that means that the Chachamim established this time, this day, Kemisha Mesa Mutalafan. Like a person who is an Aine. Who's an Aine? La Aleinu. All of Am Yisrael has a Na'ain, a Din of an Aine, who's forbidden to have meat and wine. An Aine, of course, is a person, is Kamisha Mesa Mutalafan, who doesn't even have the Nakhama of the Mace having been buried. The Mace wasn't even buried. The Mace is lying there. Kamisha Mesa Mutalafan. Once there's already a Leviah, the Nakhama can begin. Slowly, but an oyne in, in that horrible, horrible twilight zone of not here or there. And it's Kamisha Mesa Mutalafon. And the Gemara says in Tanis and Daflamid, Kachayim and Hogels Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi. And this was the minig of Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi, Erev Tishaba, Mivim Loi Pas Chareva. Melach, 
don't understand who Hashem is, what Hashem is. And even a person who is able to learn the Svar Makedosh and Sifrei, Chaim, Kabbalah, to learn about the spheres and the Midas, Atik Yoimim, Zer Antin, Reisha, Telovis Sof Kosov, we don't know. We don't understand. But one thing, Ramchal spoke about this in a number of places. But one thing that we believe, although we don't understand the nature of this, but we believe that the Baruch Shalom is a Kel Chai, that he's alive. A that he is alive. What's the nature of that life? What does that mean, his life? But that he's an Elohim Chayim, a Kel Chayim, that, the Ramchal says, is, is the aside of Aramuna that he's alive. And there was a place in the world where that chiz, where the levedikite, the vitality of the creator of the Bari Arlam, was apparent, was obvious, was real, where you could feel it. In Yerushalayim and the Vesan Victors, as Karboni Lachmi Liishai, Lachmi Liishai. In the Besamekdish in Yerushalayim, Kivyochal was Mizgala, revealed himself, Ki'ilu, he's a person that's eating, that he would consume our Karbonis. As Karboni Lachmi Liishai. And Reach Nichaich, and that he was alive, breathing. It's the simon of life. In that place, in the Besamikdish in Yerushalayim, Kivyochal Hashem was misgala in such a way of oichel, the noishem, of eating and breathing. It doesn't mean God forbid something physical, but what we can understand, what we can relate to, it means He's alive. And you felt that, whatever that was. <coughs> The Kredus of the Khurban, the tragedy of the Khurban, is when Hashem's Baruch says in the Tariq Rukhah, Velo Arviach, Berveach Nichachach. Veloi Arviach, Berveach Nichachach. Which means, I will no longer smell. 
I will no longer breathe in the fragrance of your offering. <coughs> Which means that Kivyochal, by the Chorban, we need to understand on our love what the Chorban was, what it is. That the Chorban was Kivyochal, Siluk, Nishmas, Ruach, Chayim, Elyon. That the Churban Hashem Baruch describes in such a way that Ki'ilu, the Nishmas Ruach Chayim, Ki'ilu, the very Olam, is no longer alive and breathing. Velo Ariyah, I can't breathe. In this capital Tazayim, which we're about to say, the the the, the kina is based upon the Gemara Gittin Nuvavim base that everybody here knows. Where the Gemara brings the Posik in Hazinu of Amar A Elaikeimaitsurkasoyu. The Gemara begins, that piece of the Gemara begins with Hashem saying that life to us will be filled with this question of A. Elekema, where is God? I think the most horrible, the most, I, I read when I was growing up, I read everything that was available on the subject of the Holocaust. And when I read in, in, in Elie Wiesel, when I read that sentence, that part, um, at night when we were just beginning then to read these things, and, and that, there was that place where there was a, where there was a child that the Germans, took, they were hanging, and they took him to hang him, because he, stealing some food or something, I don't remember. And the Jews were forced to stand around and to watch this child hanging. And Wiesel, it's fictionalized, but this happened, not once, not twice. But I remember that Wiesel said that that there was the Jews that were standing around there, and there was one that was very, very God-fearing, and, and the person who was next to him just turned to him and said, "So no, where is he now?" And I, I felt that when I read that sentence, that something inside of me broke very, very much. And since that time, it's been bothering me. Where is he now? And that, and the terrorist says that we're going to feel this. And then the Gemara brings, Zed Titus HaRasha, Shechira Fegidev Klape that's what this king is about, that Titus HaRasha was Machar from the Gadif, he was mocking, he making fun. Ma'asa, so first the Gemara says, it's unimaginable that he took such a woman. The base and he went into the Kodesh Kadoshim. We see a sefer Torah. Even I can't even translate it. The very that he did over there in the Kodesh Kadoshim. But then not al the gider asaparaykes, and then he took a sword and he sliced. He cut the paraykes. The Gemara says that a miracle happened. And there was blood that was bubbling and came flowing out of the Parachas. And Titus thought that he had actually murdered God. The Gemara, of course, can't use the language to say Es Hashem. 
And Titus thought that he killed God, that he had murdered God. And that's what this keen is about. We ask Hashem to remember what Titus did him and was inside Bifnim in the Kosh Kadoshim. Sholav He went with his sword. Lift my lift. All the way in. And And he went in and he stared. He stared the parachas that has on it woven in the faces of the Kruvim, the Nesh and the Kruvim on the two sides. He went and he stared the parachas and the parachas was bleeding. That's what this is all about, this whole kitchen. So one has to, one has to ask oneself, why did the Gemara bring such a Maisa? Sofkal Sof, there's no opinion that the Gemara has to tell over every Maisa, from every Rosha, from every Shaita, because this Rosha thought that he killed God, and to put such a Chirif Agidah in the Gemara. So why does the Gemara bring this? And regarding this particular Kina, it's brought in Yisoyed V'Shara Shahavayda, that Davke by this Kina that we're going to read, Yivke Bechi Gobl V'Otsu. He doesn't say this by the other Kinas. By this Kina, the Yisrael Shosheh by the rights, Yivke Bechi Godl V'Otsum Achil Shmoi HaGodl V'Anayra Achil Shmoi HaGodl V'Anayra The horrible, horrible Chil HaShem Umisha'ein Tivr Lohari Demos And if your person, and it's not your nature to be able to cry easily Al-Kolponim Yoyim Ha'kina B'Leiv Nishba Ma'oy at least say this capital, this kina, with a very broken heart, the call the chin, a voice of crying. We And to have tremendous tsar anguish over all of this, over what's written in this kina, which we don't see that he says such strong language by the other kinas. And the reason for this is. Because if the Gemara tells us the story, and if this, which we believe, of course, actually did take place, that Tita Zerasha went in and he stabbed, and he stabbed the Praetors, and it began to bleed. It means that since that time, since that day when that happened, The way it seems to us in the world, as I was talking about last night, the way it seems to us in the world is ki'ilu chas v'chalila nishpach damai k'v'yachol ki'ilu Hashem's blood was spilled. And then we live in a world where it seems to us where unless a person enters lift night lift which I'll talk about in a few minutes. It seems to a person, certainly any superficial person, any person who lives in, in a way of shallowness, the gilui of this world is a world without Hashem. And if there once was Hashem, and he was eating and breathing, so to speak, when there was a Besa Mikdash, that ever since that time, his blood was spilled, Khalila, and the world seems to us as a world where he's no longer alive. So, the Khurban was the Ritzicha, was the murder of that Mitzih, 
of that reality that we once had, where we lived in a world filled with Nevi'im, with Nevu'ah, filled with Nisim, filled with Ashros Ashrina, filled with a sense of Elohim Chayim, of Hashem's of being alive and well. And ever since then we say, Rachem al ki beis chayenu. Rachem al ki beis chayenu. Sion Yerushalayim is beis chayenu. It's the place where we were alive. Because there we felt that the Bar Shalom was alive. And going back to what I was saying last night, that even though things hurt, and even though there were people died in the time of Yisemikdash, and there was sickness and there were sorrows, but as I said last night, but if I know and if I feel that it hurts him and that he feels my pain, because when you're alive, it hurts. So in that world where Hashem was revealed as an Elohim Chayim, so we were able to be Besimcha. We were able to daven, we were able to be in a very, very elevated high place. <coughs> but ever since then, since the time that Beis Chayenu was destroyed, ever since then, the Mitzias is, Kemisha Meisai Mutalavana. Now it's horrible to say this, but the Meis that we're talking about is, Kivyochel himself. It's not God forbid true, but it's Kemisha Mesa Mutalafan. How come we're not ready to shul in the morning? How come our diving is lifeless and empty? How come it's so hard to crash out a tear, even when we're diving for somebody that we love, someone that's in danger? How is it so hard to feel when a person is God's been doing something he shouldn't be doing, looking at something that he shouldn't be looking at? How come it's so hard for us to feel that he's oimed alayim, that he's here with us? How come when we're learning, we don't feel that he's learning with us? I was talking to one of the fellows in the mountains, a very elohid. And we were talking about something there, the shmuz that I gave Shabbos a few weeks ago, and he spoke to his son about it. And we were talking, he was talking to his son about his son's amasmid. He told me that his son, Mamish, learns day and night. He's a great boy and a top yeshiva. And in the course of the conversation, what came out is that his son told him... <coughs> Abba, I have to tell you, because the father was asking you, because I spoke a little bit about, the, about that which we usually don't speak about as religious Jews, which is God. <laughs> and, and he asked his son, do you learn Lish, do you ever feel that you're learning Lishma? So he said, what, what, what do you mean Lishma? What do you mean? You know, there's different opinions about Lishma. Since <laughs> <laughs> the Chaim Elozhne and the Valatanya, you know, what do you mean, what do you mean by Lishma? So the father asked him, this is what the father told me, do you ever think about the Bani Shalom when you learn? So the kid said, not once in my entire life did I ever think of God when I learn. And I can tell you, Daddy, Abba, whatever, none of my friends do that either. You know, I made him a spokesman, but none of my friends do that either. So the father says, so then why do you learn? He said, it's Gishmak. It's Gishmak, it's... Uh, figure that that's what's right to do and uh, it's, it's, it's important to do there should be a hamshah from Harasinai but did I ever think of the Barish Lailam when I'm learning he said not once in my life did I ever have a thought of God and I asked the father and did you and do I do we the Metzius that we're living in is a Metzius of Kamisha Mesa Mudlafan. Nothing less than that. 
All the darkness of our lives comes from that feeling of emptiness. When we were saying the eighth capital, the eighth kina, I was the words, It's in the eighth what we read before. Adva means I have pain. With all, that what hurts me is with, what hurts me becholev because with all of my heart I'm trying lahamtzieyu. What does it mean That he should be here with me. That I should feel. That I should find him here with me in my life. Eida milan bon lahamtzieyu. That I should be able to know words of tefillah. In order that there, I should feel that the Shechina is with me. Edag ayei roya v'lo And I'm worried. All I worry about is ayei roya. Where is the shepherd who has left his, his flock? V'lo emtsa'eyu. And I can't find him. And I'm crying. Does anybody know how to vibe? Can anybody help me? That I should be able to find, I should be able to find where he is. I don't know where he is. Now in Tanakh, And in Halacha, of course, the Simon Muvhak of Silo Kachayim, of the end of life, is not just breath. You know that a human being is a Ruach Mamalla speaking speech that comes from breath. Kol HaNeshama, Ta'al Elka, Akol Neshima Neshima. The simon that is used especially in Tanakh as a as a tzion of death is silence. Muteness, to be mute. When someone is alive, Speaking and breathing, but death is loyha mason, yahaluluka. Loyha mason, yahaluluka. Misa means loyha mason, yahaluluka. Relocal yerde duma. Yerde duma means to descend into the grave. Duma is a lotion of dumama, adama, the earth, the grave, and dumama means silence. Because a nefesh chaya, a living person is mezgala, makes himself known and understood and comprehended through speech. And the Gemara were there in Gittin by this Maisef Titus, stabbing the stabbing the parochis and the parochis is bleeding to death. Kibyochel is bleeding to death. The Sova Hargis Atzmoy. So there the Gemara says, the very Rabbi Shmuel Talmud, Mikamoicha Ba'ilum Hashem. Mikamoicha Hashem, who is like you? Mikamoicha Ba'ilum Hashem. And you all know that the Gemara takes the word Ba'ilum. Who is like you, Hashem? Mikamoicha what? Ba'ilum Hashem. And Elam is a person who, God forbid, is mute, who can't speak. Mikamoicha Ba'ilum Hashem. Hashem, who is as mute as you? Who is as silent as you? Shemeach herpasai v'shoisai. Shemeach herpasai v'shoisai. You hear the entire world. You hear Titus HaRosh being mecharef and megadim. Shemeach herpasai v'shoisai. And you're like a mute. You don't have anything to say. You can't speak. 
If you're alive, then tell us what's on your mind. Say something. But since the Churban, we're living in this Hanhagah, that Hashem began to behave like an Elam, like someone who doesn't speak, like someone who Kivyochu doesn't breathe, like someone who has nothing to say, he was not alive, Chasrashon. There's no Nevoah. And the Shem's Diburim are not heard in the world. Some years ago, one of the Chavah gave me a remarkable book. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this, have seen this. Actually, the author sent me a little while ago, I got this from one of the Chavah, but the author sent me a copy. I don't know the author. But there's a book called Black is a Color. Any of you hear this? It's a Choshava book. There are, there are different tires in it. The fellow's name is Stan, I think, Lubavitch. And there are different tires in it. He's a child of Holocaust, of the, of Holocaust survivors. And um, he's an exceptionally talented artist and photographer. And he takes different tires with art and with photography and so something special. And even the the this poetry in the Victoria it's not anything I would ever have ever looked at in the store. You know, it's like it's like a hundred dollar book, you know, a full book, the score you know, like you put on the um, coffee table. Coffee table, right. But since I got it as a gift, I felt I should look at it and I was not mistaken by it. Black is a color. It has on the cover a person's arm with the number of him, his father's number. And it has, instead of film, it has barbed wire wrapped around like film. That's the picture on the cover. So I was reading it, I was reading it last week, a little bit. And there's a sentence over there that I wanted to share with you. that really captures what it is that this capital is saying, which is the aside of the entire Avelis of Teshuvah of our lives. Now, any child of, the, of a Holocaust survivor feels this in a very, very real and tangible way. But this is what he writes. And there's a picture over there. It's hard to describe. You have to see this. Our view of God is clearly obscured. Our eyes go blind trying to catch a glimpse of the God we have fallen in love with. <coughs> Try as we may, the world around us presents very little evidence that our beloved still cares. <coughs> Try as we may. The world around us presents very little evidence that our beloved still cares. That's why the girl that I was talking about last night, Azriel just told me that there were already 25,000 people as of last night. But this morning, 25,000 people that have already looked at that. I wonder if any of the teachers or principals took a look at it. Especially the, the, the Choshev one that, that threw her out for having a new knapsack or something. One of the things that her father was so worried about, and I'll tell you the truth, I, I'm, I was always worried about the kids, was when they would take upon themselves the daven for somebody that wasn't well, right? And the kid would take upon, like this girl, she took upon herself the daven that she should get into school. That some high school in the world, some yeshiva, some school should take her in. And this, uh, some <coughs> lady, Makubal, I don't know, called her, to say for 40 days to say certain capitalism she gave her to say. And her father was very worried. And I remember always thinking about this. When they would come home from school with these things, or I would close and we would, or just at the table where we would talk to the children when somebody, something happened, or somebody wasn't well, and, and the kids would say, Don't worry, Dad, we have to be they tell them in school, and it's going to be good. They're very, very pure, the children. And they figure that he's alive and he's listening. Which is the which is the which is true, which is the right thing to think. 
But the father was very, very nervous. He spoke about it in this, in this uh, on the interview. He said he was very nervous that, like, you know, she's going to die for the 40 days, and then, and then, what if she doesn't get into school? Like, how's that going to affect her amuna, which is already falling to pieces? What's that going to do for amuna? It, it, it's interesting, because something did not happen on the 40 days. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But something did happen. But I always worried about this. My wife and I always spoke about this. And then, and then when it happens, and the person that they're diving for dies, so then you have to shift gears, right? To this other, like, theological conversation. It's the first part of the conversation, 40 days ago, whatever it was, 10 days ago, when they started diving, it wasn't a fancy and philosophical, it was just plain. <coughs> We have a father, and our father loves us. Let's cry out to him. And then the thing passed, the person dies. So now it's, but now it's uh, like, how do you make a comeback? And do good PR for the Rebbein Shalom, right? And already there, you see like the kids look at you funny, right? It's that funny look that we have since the Chorba. It's that funny look. And this is what this Lubavitch says. Try as we may, the world around us presents very little evidence that our beloved still cares. The light of God's presence no longer shines warm and bright. In its place, we must bear a cold and dark, almost blank stare. This is not it's not blasphemous to say what he's saying. All of the Chavah here in Shul have learned the Eish from the Rebbe, from the Tzchusi Yolim HaShem, Kamdama, have learned the people. And the Eish what was he screaming about the Rebbe? All the time is what he was screaming about. Not because he didn't believe in Hashem's book, but because of how much he believed in Hashem. But how could it be that you're so silent? How could it be that the entire world does not explode? That if one drop of Hashem's tears would be allowed to enter into the world, the entire world would drown in Hashem's sorrow and His misery. But like we were talking about last night, we don't see that. And we don't hear it. And Hashem presents to us, in a way, Ke'ilu, He's not alive. Or He can't speak. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. In the twelfth kingdom, he said, "Oh, Eliashir Ta'av Ta'av Loi Bereishis in Kisei Kavod Letzarv." The base of Mikdash, Hashem says, "My tent." The base of Mikdash is Hashem's place, and that's the place that, before the world was created, Eliashir Ta'av Ta'av Loi Bereishis. Even before there was a Bereishis, Hashem, you wanted, you longed to dwell in this place, in Kisei Kavod Letzarv, and the place in this world would be. Mekuvan to the Kisar covered in Shemayim. Before creation, you created the whole world for this place. What? That you should be misgala in this place as an Elohim Chayim that loves us, that cares about us, that's with us. And this place, so why have you allowed this very place that you told us you wanted to be in? And you wanted to use as the model, the centerpiece of creation, that the whole world should see that you're alive, it should hear you speak. And commit seal takes a servant of Hashem, you shall lie. And now what happened to this? Is him. Who are Shaidadim? Who are these shaydidim? The mechablim. Who are the shaydidim? And Hashem is silent. My wife showed me on her phone last week. She showed me on her phone that, that there was a, 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 a German, a guy from Germany. And he was trying to interview some, some old Arab lady in the, in the, in the old city. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw this. I tell my wife, like, well, you, what, you know, you're ready to start learning Arabic. She's watching so many of these things with these Arabs, and it's 
And I go into, I, you know, I walk in the house and I hear that. I still have my coupe when I was a yeshiva bakhi hearing them with a niggin, you know, calling everybody to come down to kill the Jews. So, there's an Arab lady, and this, this German guy is, is interviewing her, and asking her questions about what's going on. After the, after the two Jerusalem were uh, killed uh, in the Harabites. And she says, she, this lady says, so the, the, the German asks her, you know, what about the fact that, the, the, what, about the, what about the fact that that the terrorists came here and he had weapons by the mosque, by this holy place. He had weapons. This terrorist, the terrorists had weapons, and they killed the two police officers. She says like this. She said, "No, no, no. The Yahud, the Jews, lying. That wasn't. That's not what happened." So the Germans, there's a little bit of spoil from such a thing. He said, "He said they, 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 they didn't kill the officers." She said, "No." So she so said, "Who killed them?" She said, they, they, they killed each other, I guess. They, they, they killed each other. And then she gives a toothless smile, you know, they're, and that's it. And then she says some blessing to her, to her friends or something. And that was the end of the show. And the whole world believes that stuff. So, this place, the base I make we don't understand exactly what was what was happening over there. We we learn about it. We we read the Gemaras or the, the Rambam. But this place was the place where Hashem's book was alive and was reading. And and there couldn't be a misrepresentation. There couldn't be that lie, that shekel. And that's why I tell my wife she stop looking at these things because you go out of your mind from the lies, from the shekel. And then the guy from uh, the station in London, uh, BBC, right? The guy and the, and the guy is saying things to support this, and he's talking like a regular civilized guy with a fancy accent, and he's saying, you know, Shkarim. <laughs> so the Avelus of the Ashkardish, the Avelus of Yirmiyanavi, and the Avelus of of every little child who was so broken and hurt that Hakim Hashem didn't say something, Hakim Hashem didn't answer, is what Tishmob is about. Because a person can go his entire life with a musag, with this concept of God, this idea of God. And you can hear all kinds of shiur. You can be sure all over the world they're given their wonderful shiur be given today. And many, many of these shiurim are to say over pshatim in the this kina, that kina. And I'm talking about the concept of the shechina and the concept of God. But that itself is the is the chorban. The chorban is the what was alive and real has become a concept. And I, and I can tell you that even, even 40 years ago, 40, 45 years ago, I remember sitting Tishavov in a place with, with modern Orthodox Jews who didn't understand because we didn't have all they had with the booklets for $1.50. They didn't have any fancy... There were no translations, no such thing. And nobody knew what anything meant. And I'm not talking about scholarly people. Simple, hard-working Jews. But I remember 40, 45 years ago, I remember people, the whole king is crying. I'm not talking about 100 years ago. What exactly were they crying about? I was wondering what they're crying about. <clears throat> but to these people, the British home wasn't a concept. To these people, it was something real and alive, and something was hurting, and they were crying, and their hearts were broken. So therefore, the only eight said this is what Tishwa was all about. 
The entire Yontif is this one in you. And really this is what the piece was talking about. And that piece that I was alluding to before. Of the Mistarim Tifkanavshi. Hashem doesn't present anymore since the Khurban as Nalakim Khan. But if you're a Jew that still wants to have a Shaykhist to that, and there's all that the Shul is about, and every single Shia that I've ever given over these came out 25 years, there's a Barsham revealed to us by Mistarim Tiv Kenash. That means that he is hidden. And he has since the Khurban a place that's called Mistarim. Lift Naiva, Lift Mokimar talks about the first paragraph of Chagiga. And that Shimizur has such a, a place that's called Lift Naiva, Lift Mokimar talks And only a Jew who is able to enter into that place, Lift Naiva, Lift can still hear the sound of Hashem crying can still hear the voice of Elohim Khan. That's all that we have to struggle to pick up on. That frequency. That's all that our, our davening and learning is about. Is to somehow connect to that frequency of lift neither lift them. Because this world that we're living in is a world of toothless Arabs on the Harabayas lying. And it's not just that lady that's lying. It's the whole world is filled with the Havel Avalim called Hamoynish Laraymi, the sound of the Romans drinking and laughing. So we were talking about, we remember the Hever in Poland, was talking a little bit to Yankel, standing around a few guys. We know that they, and he was explaining, we read about, we know about how. The Germans, Yamak Shimon, when they were carrying out these things, they used to give them to become shikr. They used to give them a lot to drink. Because otherwise they wouldn't be able to do their work. So they were drinking a lot. Only the ones that were in charge who were the real Kibarim, so they had to be more sober. But the rest of the guys, the rest of the murderers, were, were they tried to keep them sedated. So I was talking to my father about this. And my father said, I never saw they were shikr at all. He said, I never, I, he said, I never saw, I saw, I saw they were killing here and killing there. I don't remember that they were shikr. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, but daddy, uh, it's for sure true because it's written up. My father said, I believe you. I, he just said, but I never saw that they were shikr. They looked to me to be completely 100% on top of their game. He didn't use those words, does he? They, they were completely, completely sober. That's what he said. They were sober, totally sober. They were laughing. They weren't drunk. I was I was shaken. I could tell a shaken. They weren't shaken. Who gave, who gave them to drink? What shaken? They were totally 100% sober. <coughs> and this is the mockery of Tito Zerosha. Sobahargis Atzmai. And the, the Jews, they're able to do whatever they want with the Jews. And they're able to have, make up any structure they want. And the whole world is filled with scarum. Which is what happened with the Miraglim. Where they came back with a false report. With something which wasn't true. It was partially true. But it was missing God. Because the Muslim can bring us to Israel. In a minute. The whole, the whole, this whole business with the, with the mask and with the shakir in one minute. It can be finished. Not a minute, terrifying, the blink of an eye. So the Bechira that we have in our lives is either to remain forever on the outside, to be outsiders. As outsiders, you can fall for a lot of these lives. As outsiders, you don't hear God, and you don't feel that He's alive. But the Pisesna was saying that day, that a Jew has the ability to enter even now, into that place. Especially through Tisha B'av, which is called a Moed, where we are able to meet Hashem in that place of a Leiv Nishba 
because it's a humbling, sobering day. And that's what the Gemara means. In Baba Basra, the Yishalmi has a little bit different. Whoever mourns over Yerushalayim is So the Kedusha Slavi is is Medayi. That it says in the present tense, and he says that a Jew who is Mizdakeh, doesn't only mean to merit, it means a person who purifies himself, who refines himself. Is if he's Zoycha, he can be Roya. He's able to see even now. Though that person who's Miss Abel Al-Yushalai, who enters Lifnai Belifnim, who's able to hear Kiyochal himself alive, breathing, and crying. The Tsar of the Shechin. Is Zoyche Veroya, is able even now, the Bedichma says, to have the ability to see something of the Simcha of Yushalai when it's going to be rebuilt. And to feel that Simcha, that is Chaskos, of what? Of Oida Vinuchai. That Hashem is alive. And then when you feel that, and that can come very, very much from Tishvav, sometimes more than from Yom Kippur. And when you feel Oida Vinuchai, then you know what happens? An amazing thing. The same way that Avram Avinu was dragging around in the world thinking. And Chazal say, Moshe Le'echad, Shehoever Mimokim Lamokim. That Avram Avinu was like a person compared to a person who's over Mimokim Lamokim, who's walking, draining around from one place to another. Very Abirachas Delakas. And he sees a palace, a place that's lit up. But the Tzaddikim said, Dodakas means on fire. Oman. And Avram Avinu said, Timer, Shibiru Zubloi Manik. Is it possible, should be Zubloimanik? Is it possible that there's no there's nobody in charge? The world is on fire. There's a beer they like us. There's nobody here. He's not here. Hits it to love Balabir. Hits it to love Balabira. Then the Balabir, like I mentioned last night, like tapped, tapped him on the shoulder. Hits it to love Hashem gazed upon him, tapped him on the shoulder. And Omalai. Anihu Baal Habir. I am the Baal Habir. I'm in charge. That means it's possible even now this firm say. That a Jew with all of his pain and all of his disappointments and with all the astoponim that we have in our lives to be able to feel that breath of a living God hits us a lot Baal Habir and is able to pick up on that sound of Hashem saying, Ani Balabir. And when a person is able to pick up on that, when he's able to hear Kivyochel saying to him, Ani Balabir, I'm alive, then Yadavni comes to life. Then your learning becomes alive. Your Benoma Chavera becomes alive. Your children, your wife, everything begins to come to life. But if you don't ever, ever feel the Balabir, you don't hear him saying, Ali Balabir, I'm the Balabir, it's me, I'm here, I'm alive. The Narvelis, the Churban, has taken over our lives. Let me end by sharing with you a poem. <coughs> There's another remarkable sefer that you can't, this one, I don't know where you can get that. It was given to me by an old classmate of mine who grew up together, who edited it. It's called Sir Kisufim. They're poems written by the Jews of Gush Katif. And there were one or two that were written from other people, by Steinsel's Rowan also, and some other people from outside from Gush Katif, but 
95% from the Jews at the time of the expulsion, which is now. Tisha B'Av is on the Sugis, on all of the Sugis, the whole Masechus of Eilus. But we have to remember now, today, Gush Katsi, the Jews, many, 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 many Jews from there that are still broken and suffering, whose lives are still ruined from what happened over there. And it happened at the hands of our own brothers and sisters. Well, there were also people who were not Jewish there, but the orders were given by Jews. I'll talk about that more later on at the end. Let me just share with you this poem. It's from a Jew by the name of Ido Lavinger. This is when they were leaving. That final morning when they had to go. <coughs> and when they realized that all of the davening, all of the screaming, and all of the crying out, like it didn't work in a way that you could see. It didn't, didn't work. And they were told by, by a number of their abundant that not to worry, it will work. And they were getting a lot of chizik. And it was that morning where it, it didn't work. Of what will I speak with you, with a capital Y? Of what will I speak with you now? With what words can I converse? The heart cries out to you. My heart utters the word you, you, Baruch Atah. I'm saying the word Atah. Yeah, how many times a day each one of us says that word? Atah. At. You. Halev Karelacha. Halev Karelacha. Halev Oymer Atah. My heart utters that word, Atah, you. Ve'eni Yodea. And I don't know how. This great beauty that you created in your world. The hushed mountains. The rocks and the earth. All of these mirror your silence. All the flowers, the plants. The soil and the people. All these bear witness about you. Everything that exists is bearing witness that you exist. For Aftar, but you shall speak. And you are silent. And you are silent amongst them. And so we are left. Krovim Urachokim. Close but distant. Rachokim Ukrovim. Distant and close. Hayisi Rotzel Shmar Esanigun. I yearn for the melody. Animardi Shiesh is a nigun. I feel that there is a nigun. There is a melody. Bakalashtika Hazais. I feel that there is a melody. Within all of this silence, I can feel that there is a melody within all of this silence. Nigun she'efshalashir, a melody that can be sung, that that, that should be sung. Nigun she'efshalishol, a melody in which one can question. Lishol efuata, where are you? And this nigun, when we, when this nigun will come out, and the, the nigun will ask you, "Where are you?" But the nigun will draw you near to us. If I only knew how to, if I only knew how to be as silent as you. But if only I could know you, if only I could know you in your silence. If only I could understand 
your will that is veiled and concealed in all of this that we're seeing now before us. Only I can understand if only. Hashem Baruch should help that each and every one of us should be Zorcha to feel their hand. I was reading an article in, in Mishpacha magazine that I was very touched by because it, it has a personal shaykhist to our family. This past week there was an article in Mishpacha about this old cousin, Marshall the Krauss. Any of you, any of you read this? It's also Kadai. You already gave you a couple of assignments, this It's Kadai. So there's a chat over there about Marshall Kassel, when my father was over there, I went to Hayes together with him. And they called him Marshall Dezingi, he was a, a child one. My father said he remembers when he used to come with it. His father was a shayit, was a shayit, and his father was also something with singing. And the Ungvar Rebs, who said my father's grabbed the tzaddik, the Shemshir avenged his blood, that he would, he would bring them, the father and the son would come to sing, Shalashitis and Gunan. And the oil my father said it was mamish, mamish, like in Ganeid, this Marshall. My father said he was a terrible soccer player, but he had a Gavaldi voice. <laughs> and they were together with Cheder. So I, was, I read this article, and it said that it's 94-year-old cousin. I asked my father, because my sister, my father, my sister has the Mishpach, and I said, you should read this an article about Marisha Kavad, yeah. So I said, he needs, uh, it says, oh, he's 94 years old. My father says, not true, he's not 94 years old. He's <laughs> only so 90 years old, he's, he's four years younger than me. So right away, you know, that's already, in everything that you read in any magazine newspaper, this is, so he's not 94. He says he went to the Mishra Salazar, but he said, well, maybe he went once. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he's making all these already revisions. <laughs> I was there, I was there. But then he's a chazan, Marshall Kraus. Marshall Kraus. He survived the war, this Kraus. Because the Germans had him singing opera. He was a Wubnik. He was famous in the whole world. And the Germans, Yamach Shimon, knew about him, and they, didn't, they enjoyed that. When they would drink at night, and they would have their parties, they would have this Marshall Kraus get up there and sing to them, and he, he would sing to them songs, and they, they, they kept them alive, this Kraus. So you, all the years he were. And he came, and he was, afterwards, he was together in Heron while he was with the Kodim of the Gerardus Husserl, which we're going to learn later on, Shafakai, we're going to learn a piece of Shafakai. And, and this Moshe Lekraus, already, he, he, had, he knew him and his father were by the Kosenberger before the Muhammad. They knew the Kosenberger, because he used to go with it, he used to go singing all over. And uh, all the rabbis wanted him to, they all had him come to sing. The Kozenberg was ready, a big, 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 before the Muhammad. And the Moshe Lekros knew the Kozenberg. And now it was after the Muhammad, he was in DP camp for the Kozenberg in Farrell. And, and it was the, uh, he was describing there, he was describing how, how he was trying to hide from the Kozenberg. Because he, he didn't, he, he shaved off, he didn't have a beard. He shaved off his beard and payas, and he was not dressed anymore like he used to be dressed. And, and he didn't want the rabbis to see him. And, they, and it was the first uh, Kabbalah Shabbos after the Muhammad when they were in the DP camp. And, uh, and he was like, he's short, he's short, see, so it wasn't so hard. So he was like hiding behind people, he didn't want, and the rebel was, yeah, and there were a lot of Jews that came for the first Kabbalah Shabbos, can imagine, after the Muhammad. And he says, and the Kabbalah Shabbos is walking around, so that's walking around. And, and, he, and he says, all of a sudden he feels on his shoulder a tap. And he turns around and he says, it's the Klozenberg. And the Klozenberg says, no, watch the guy to speak. Hey, go down for the home, Kabbal Shams. And he says, Rabbi, it's not, it's not I, I don't look anymore, I'm not anymore like, like that. And the Rabbi just said to him, the essence is holy. I don't care, he said, the essence is holy, watch the guy to speak. Go down, that was Kabbal Shams. All of us are ducking, you know? And we might not look the same. And over the years, because of, as the pun, we've changed so much. But we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for that tap on the shoulder. And the version himself will say to us, the essence is hope. Go down. 
השם יזמור את המישהו מזרח נשיא דיין, דבור אחר השם נשיא. חיפה בהדר דוי נזר, נמקוים חמלכי נשאתי, ושימלך, כמחה כמנח נלך. We're waiting for such a long time, כמחה כמחה כמנח נלך. We should see it, we should see it, we should see it,